1: That's chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The following is a presentation of the Matt talk podcast network. It's time for inside Virginia tech wrestling. Now let's join your host. Three-time National Wrestling Writer and Broadcaster of the Year, Jason Bryant. Another episode of Inside Virginia Tech Wrestling as we're just past America's birthday. And we're talking with America's favorite wrestling coach, or at least those Americans who live in Blacksburg, their favorite wrestling coach, Tony Roby. Coach Roby, how'd you enjoy the 4th?
1: um well we uh we had a couple workouts so uh it, it was good it was a it was a good weekend i guess you could say but we had all of our guys report back to um campus uh on july 3rd uh we've got some freshmen that are attending what they call summer academy here which is basically summer session two uh that reported back on the second so we're kind of Back into uh, work mode, I guess you could call it, here at Virginia Tech and uh, with the wrestling program and uh, getting a good month of training in uh, with the guys.
0: Yeah, good weather, good, good sweating weather up there this time of year.
1: It's just starting to get hot. It's actually been pretty mild, um, but yeah, it's you know we're, we're we're it'll heat up here. I'm sure once our camp start. it always does, and uh, we'll have some nice humidity going. But uh, yeah, it's that time of year, so it's to be expected.
0: Uh, the question was how 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 much did Ty Walls eat at the Fourth of July barbecue? Is what I want to know because he doesn't have to make weight for a while.
1: <laughs> you know what? That's a good question. Uh, Ty Walls is actually out at the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs currently. Um, so he wasn't around, but I think that he's been indulging himself a little bit since, uh, since June and since the trials out in Lincoln, Nebraska. And, uh, but he still looks pretty good. I have, I've seen him a couple of times, uh, prior to that, June was a pretty slow month for us around here. I, I went on vacation for a week. Ty went on vacation with his girlfriend and her family. So we've been crossing paths and, uh, but he's still looking pretty good. He's lean and mean.
0: Now, when it comes to the coaching situation, of course, yes, folks, we do have some news to drop here. We're just uh, we're just it's been a while since Tony's actually been on the show. So we got to reacquaint ourselves with the life of a Division One wrestling coach. And uh, so when you say go on vacation, for those who don't understand, what does vacation for a wrestling coach actually mean?
1: Well, for me, I guess it means that me and my family went to the beach with a couple other wrestling coaches and their families and, uh, you know, got to get a little bit of downtime uh, for that for that week. But, you know, you're still recruiting, you're still doing some administrative work. But uh, in terms of the actual day to day wrestling stuff, you get a little bit of break from that. So uh, it's uh, I tried to do as little work as possible uh, just to keep my wife on my good side.
0: Yeah, because I'm wondering, uh, and how quickly did you learn that you can't always bundle the vacation with a recruiting trip? Be like, hey, yeah, we're going to recruit this kid down at the beach. I'll just tell my wife we're going to the beach for the week. And uh, yeah, that doesn't work very
1: often, does it? It doesn't work very well, yes. It's, uh, you know family time's got to be family time, and you spend enough time working and away from the family and even when you're at home, but the recruiting never stops. I mean that's the, the bottom line is you're always, you're always in communication with, uh, with recruits and with parents, and uh, you know if, if you're not, you're falling behind. So uh, regardless of where you're at or what you're doing, uh, that part of the job is, is, is always out there, and it needs to be out there if you want to be successful at it
0: not going to give away any trade secrets by any means, but as, as we're in the first week of July and this is, this is just basically like a traffic jam of coaches at some of the, the, the top recruits doorsteps because July one is the day where all right, we can start talking to them. We can make the visits and uh, NCA rules really prevent schools from even commenting on which athletes they're recruiting. But how busy was, was July one for the Hokie wrestling staff?
1: Pretty busy. I saw three kids on July 1st. Um, so, was up in the up in Indiana and Ohio, and uh, Coach Molinaro's been up to Pennsylvania um, to see a couple guys. Coach Freire, actually, is currently in Pennsylvania, and then he's going to go see another guy um, in Florida. He's, he's actually not from Florida. He's on vacation in Florida, so he's going to see a kid down there, and uh, so we're rolling. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been busy. Uh, we've been in front of a lot of kids, uh, a lot of really good kids, so uh, we're excited about it, but you got it's a grind. You got to keep grinding it out and uh, through the whole process and get the kids on campus for their official visit. A lot of these guys have already been on campus for an unofficial visit, but uh, you know, in a lot of cases uh, kids are, some kids are committing earlier, but in a lot of cases kids are taking their, you know, three, four, or five official visits, which draws the process out, you know, sometimes late into the fall. So, um, you know, we're coordinating official visits and, and uh just getting in front of kids, getting to know them a little bit better and selling them on Virginia Tech.
0: Seeing a handful of kids, that means you've probably seen uh, three or four handfuls of coaches. I mean, how many coaches do you cross with, like, all right, I'm out the door and another one's coming right at you. You know, you hear the stories back in the day about, you know, uh, you know, Stan Abel crossing paths with Dan Gable in, in the driveway of people's houses or, or, you know, I think Andre Metzger tells a story about having three coaches in his living room at the same time. As he quizzes them, what's you know how many how often do you cross paths with like hey guy hey guy?
1: You know, I actually haven't had that happen to me this year, but I mean, there's been in in some instances where you know that that, that uh and most of the. the uh, kids that you're talking to and parents are pretty forthcoming that there was a coach in the house an hour before you and there's a coach coming an hour after you leave. So uh I, you know, for the most part, you try to coordinate that or at least with the recruits and their parents try to coordinate it. So you're not crossing paths in the driveway, but uh, it does happen occasionally for sure. You know,
0: how much of the, uh, the, the, is there some friendly gamesmanship or is it just like really cutthroat? <laughs> when You're on these visits with some of these other coaches that you might run into.
1: Um, you know, I, I think it's, I don't know. There might be a little bit of games and shit, but I mean, we're just concentrating on what we can do for the student athlete and what we can sell to them and why Virginia Tech is such a great place and the opportunities that we can provide them and, and, uh, try to stay positive about what we have and try not to dive too far into other schools and other coaches. And you try to stay away from that part of it.
0: Well, what's, what's when, what, eh, let's start that question again. What's been one of the most common questions you've gotten from kids? I, I'm assuming that the, the coaching change has been something that they were wondering about and, and how the system would be, be consistent. But uh, what's, what's the top question you've been getting so far?
1: Um, probably just about the new staff and, and, uh, how they're fitting in with what we've been doing here, how they're fitting in with the guys on the team. And, uh, I, but, you know, to be honest with you, even that hasn't been a huge question. I mean, I think a lot of people are familiar with the coaches that we hired in, and, and more than anything, I think that they're, they're commenting on how, you know, impressed, uh, they were with the staff that we were able to put together in, in a pretty short period of time. And, um, you know, I think that would probably be the main topic of conversation um, more so than a question, but we, you know, it is definitely is discussed a lot and, uh, you know, they, they're they curious because some of these guys had come on unofficial visits uh, prior to us having our new coaches in place. So they haven't had an opportunity to get to know them yet uh, that well, at least in person. They've communicated through phone calls and text messages and things of that nature. But um, they're anxious to get on campus, meet the new coaches, meet the new coaching staff, um, you know, talk to the guys on the team and just uh, get in this environment and see what this environment's all about.
0: Yeah, and part of that environment is the Southeast Regional Training Center, which the regional training center boom is is exploding through college wrestling. Not just at the Division One level, there are Division Two, II, Division Three, and even NAIA schools with regional training centers. And uh, big addition to the Southeast Regional Training Center as uh, Tyler Graff will be coming on board. Uh, what are you looking forward to with Tyler Graff, and what was the uh, the real sales pitch to bring him to Blacksburg?
1: Well, Tyler, Tyler had had a relationship with Coach Frayer previously at, uh, at Wisconsin. Uh, I think uh, Tyler was there for two years when Jared was an assistant coach there, so they had had a relationship and uh, had spoke a little bit out at the trials, so Jared kind of got the ball rolling with it. and uh, Tyler had kind of had a, a little bit of a strange training situation, at least for the last few, several months, where his wife was uh, had a job in Columbus, Ohio, and he was – He was in Columbus, and he didn't really have a great, I guess we could say, great or an ideal training situation. He wasn't at the Ohio RTC. He was working out with, uh, you know, I think just getting workouts in where he could. Prior to that, he'd been traveling back and forth to uh, Rutgers in in two weeks there, two weeks in Columbus to to be with his wife. So, um, you know, we had just talked to him about putting himself in a position where he's got, you know, realistically, he's got one more shot at making an Olympic team. He's been very close uh, the previous two quads and has had some really good tournaments has some really good wins under his belt but it was just a matter of you know trying to sell him on a situation where we could have some stability and at the same time be in an environment where he can accomplish his goals and he's around uh, two other guys that have made olympic teams that can help coach and mentor him and train with him and i think just uh, being able to train with the guys here in the virginia tech wrestling program and where our program is at was a big selling point and you know once we got him on campus it was it was pretty much a a done deal i mean he came down here much like a lot of people do and frank and jared and i think basically fell in love with just the area and the campus and uh, blacksburg itself so uh there i I just think there was a ton of positives for him uh here and uh, i think his wife is in uh the engineering field. So I think we've got an opportunity for her as well at Virginia tech, uh, possibly. So it it was, I I think we made the situation kind of a no brainer for him and uh, we're excited to have him. Obviously he brings a heck of a lot to the table in terms of his, the success that he's had uh, both at the college level was a four time NCAA all American in Wisconsin. I think he placed fifth, fifth, third and second uh, at the NCAA championships and his uh pretty impressive uh international freestyle resume and he's you know he's a guy that's been knocking on the door for a long time and i think if he gets in a good environment and a good training situation uh he's going to be right in the mix in 2020 to make the team that's kind of what the goal is
0: yeah and he also kind of clears out the most recent colorado guy was you know was gable the goofball now you've got more ground colorado guy right
1: yeah, we do have another Colorado. We like Colorado guys, yeah. In fact, uh, we do a little recruiting out there, too. So, you know, Tyler is is definitely a big name. And like I said, I mean, when you're a, four, a four-time All-American, he's just going to be great for our, our lightweights in the room, um, just being around them and mentoring them and, and helping them uh, become better. I mean, he's a guy that lives the lifestyle. He He's an incredible competitor, um, incredible worker, and really – you know, when you're bringing people into the, to your program, regardless of what capacity they're coming in as, you just want to make sure they fit the mold of, of what your philosophy is. And, and he's a tough guy. He works hard. He trains and lives the right way. And that's the message that we're constantly trying to convey to our athletes and the recruits that we're, we're uh, trying to get to come to Virginia Tech. So he definitely, you know, he checked a lot of the boxes uh, that we were looking for.
0: Now, as we – yeah, I'm joking, as I mentioned, uh, Austin Gable, just because we need to throw the, the A-Town boogie under the bus every now and then just to keep it light. But as we, we go back to Tyler Graf and we go his performance world team trials, it's just – it was interesting as I was sitting there watching the tournament from the, the announcer's table there to see now there's Jared Freyer in, in burnt orange and maroon. And then there's there's Molinero who had recently shaved his head. One, where did Frank's hair go? And two – uh, seeing, you know, there's McFadden's wrestling at the junior tournament. I mean, it just seemed like automatically there that you saw that, okay, this is a real thing. There's, there's, there's a Southeast regional training center. There's, there's Hokies on the mat. This is real now.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, one of my goal, um, and I, you know, stated this a lot, uh, publicly when, when I took over, one of the things that we were going to try to do for the Southeast regional training center is is just develop a presence um at the international level both you know uh or i guess at the domestic level first uh in the international styles of wrestling and getting frank here was obviously a big deal a guy who's still competing and for him to be competing for the southeast regional training center is big i know he didn't quite have the result that he wanted uh, at the trials, but obviously a guy that's – I think I looked at the, the rankings. He's ranked for the top 15 in the world at his weight class, and um, you know it's probably better than that. And and you know just extending our our freestyle presence and and making that a larger part of our program uh, in the off season. And I feel like we did a pretty good job with that. Sent a bunch of guys um, up to the university nationals, and we have we had a lot of guys that we sent up there that had never wrestled in a freestyle tournament or had maybe wrestled in one local freestyle tournament when they were in high school. We had five, you know, four or five guys that had very little experience, but it's, it's definitely something we're going to emphasize moving forward uh, with our program and with our athletes and then getting, getting another resident athlete here uh, like Tyler uh, along with Ty Walls and along with Frank who are still competing and are competing at a very, very high level. All those guys placed, you know, Ty, I think was fifth. I learned at fourth, and then Frank was second at the trial. So, um, you know, our goal now is to put those guys in a position and provide them with the resources necessary that they can make some teams and represent the Southeast Regional Training Center on a world team or on an Olympic team and represent Virginia Tech.
0: What are some things that you that you can take away from guys like David McFadden's performance on where where that off season work in freestyle is going to help him for the season, getting back on the mat and in that lineup.
1: You know, overall, I thought David Russell pretty good, um... I think that he was probably from just in terms of evaluating it and not so much looking at wins and losses, getting to the legs of his opponents as well as I've ever seen him do in his career here at Virginia Tech. I know he spent a lot of time with Frank um, just drilling and working on some stuff. Um, You know, he really did a nice job getting to his opponent's legs. Um, He definitely needs to get better in some areas. There's no question about that. Finishing takedowns. he he struggled a little bit in, especially in that uh, third fourth place match uh, at the trials. Uh, was all over the guy's legs, and and the guy's a funky guy, He's tough to finish on. And, and freestyle, you know, it's a, it's a little bit more difficult even um, when you're in those positions. So you know, the takeaway from that was I just think that he competed hard. He he was. I think did a good job preparing for for the competition, and that's really where you make your gains in the off season. It's it's not only that you're competing in these events in these freestyle events, but you the preparation that you have for the month or two leading up to the competition is going to pay dividends for him down the road. And anytime you get an opportunity to compete against high level competition, it's good for you. and It's good to get exposed a little bit uh, to know where you need to work. And David got exposed in a in a match or two, and he knows where he needs to improve. But overall, I'm excited about his development i think he's going to be you know he's going to come out of the gate strong next year and uh expect big things from him
0: well as we talk about next year already we got guys as you alluded to earlier that are starting to hit uh hit campus incoming freshmen kids that are coming off uh, you know for lack of a better term a gray shirt that that are looking to contribute and then you've also got the schedule we're looking at and uh not released yet not uh not a, not everything set in stone but uh, what can you tell us about the upcoming home dates that uh, Hokie nation will have to look forward to in Blacksburg this year?
1: Well, first off, we're we're very close to finalizing the schedule. I anticipate that it'll be released, uh, probably early next week is my guess, but, um, you know, we're going to have, we've got some, we've got a nice home schedule. We're going to have Missouri at the Moss center, uh, at the end of November, which will obviously be a huge match. Missouri is, uh, you know, their program and what they've done the last several years speaks for themselves. We we actually, our only loss last year in a dual meet was to Missouri at their place in their art center. So hopefully we can, uh, we can be on the other end of that this year, but they've got a strong team coming back. We've got uh, Central Michigan coming in, West Virginia coming in, Lehigh, and then a couple of uh, ACC home dual meets as well. So, uh we're excited about the schedule i think it's going to you know uh provide our fans an opportunity to watch us against some pretty darn tough teams uh for sure so it's uh you know we've got some big name schools with with Missouri and and Lehigh coming in and then uh Duke and North Carolina and the ACC so uh for the VT fans out there i've been i've been getting that question a lot um just stay patient for about another week or so and and that schedule will be released
0: also, um, Southeast Open. Any changes there? Are we sticking with uh, the format that it was last year. Uh, Roanoke Civic Center.
1: It's it's Roanoke Civic Center. Yes. Um, as far as the format's concerned, we'll see. Uh, as of right now, I think we plan on doing both the freshman, sophomore, and the open division. But that's always subject to change. Um, you know, that's. Uh, but the event will be uh, in that. I believe it's the first Sunday in November. November fifth at the Roanoke Civic Center.
0: And also other events on the schedule. We know that the the Virginia Duels will be back on the schedule that first, uh, actually this week, this year would be the second weekend in January, Uh, virginiaduels.org if you're interested there. And uh, tournament-wise, looking at Las Vegas, anything changing up from uh, last year? Is it going to be kind of similar to last year's schedule in terms of tournaments and whatnot?
1: Yeah, we'll be going to Las Vegas and the Virginia Duels. Um, We will be wrestling at Madison Square Garden in December, which is pretty exciting against Princeton. but yeah, overall, it's it's pretty similar to last year's schedule. Uh, I believe we're going to be going up to the Northeast Duels as well in uh, in November. So we're gonna we, the, the start of our season is going to be pretty front loaded, and, and we've got we've got to be ready to rock and roll uh, in November and December because we've got quite a few duels and events, and uh, quite a few really important and good events that are going to set us up for success, hopefully at the end of the season for seeding at the NCAA tournament.
0: Also, this year the NCAA Championships Division One's is coming to Cleveland, and uh, you know you've got a, lot, a a big Ohio recruiting base there. Numerous wrestlers have have come from Ohio, uh, graduates, incoming guys, guys that are on the team now. What in any plans for for hokey events that are going to be centering around uh, the Q and Cleveland this year?
1: No, we'll do our we'll do our uh, typical socials. I mean, really, really haven't started planning quite that far ahead yet but uh we always have a social for our fans on friday evening and then a one again on saturday i it, typically we've done our social after the finals this year it's going to move to in between the uh placing matches and the finals and we're going to move it up a little bit i think it'll be not quite as late a night for some people and uh maybe you know i think our, our fans will appreciate that but uh yeah, we're excited. I mean, it's driving distance for us. Heck, I grew up about 90 miles from Cleveland, Ohio, so I'm excited to get up there. Real familiar with the area. Obviously, the wrestling tradition um, in Western uh, or Eastern Ohio is is really good, and this, the whole state of Ohio. So, yeah, it's it's going to be an awesome event, man. Excited. Uh, hopefully, it won't be snowing. That's that's the only uh, that's the only downside possibly I see.
0: You know, I'll be spending two weeks in Cleveland this year because we got the Division 3s the weekend before. So uh, that joke yeah, you've did. heard about Cleveland, I'll be living it this year. So, uh, as far as the uh, schedule goes, uh, fans can check that out, of course, where you know the homepage for Virginia Tech Sports at Hokiesports.com. And Coach Roby, as we as we still live off the leftovers and the brats from the 4th of July, what are some things that uh, we've got on the pipe the rest of July and, and in August as we, we will visit that when we get to it in Fargo but uh, in terms of other things that fans can just kind of keep their ear out for more information?
1: Well, a lot of recruiting from our coaches, uh, probably be on the road quite a bit. Uh, we do start our, our wrestling camps. July 12th is our team camp, which is going to, we're excited. It's going to be held uh, in the indoor practice football facility, the new indoor practice football facility here at Virginia Tech. Uh, we were, we, we almost had to move it off campus, but we were able to secure uh, this building, which is, one of the nicest in the country uh, of its kind. So it's going to be really cool to to do our team camp in there. And then we'll follow that up with two weeks of uh, both intensive camp and a, and a technique camp, a skills and drills camp, we call it, and a 30-man training camp. So uh, we'll be busy with that. Our athletes are going to be on campus uh, the entire month of July and through some of August as well. And we'll start back to school August 28th. So it's going to be a big summer for us. Excited uh, to really have our new coaches here. Jared and Frank have just recently closed on their houses and gotten their families here and have really gotten settled in. So uh, excited to have those guys kind of here on on a permanent basis, not that they weren't here a lot before they move but it's just going to be an opportunity for them to sink their teeth into the guys uh on the team and start working with them and start developing them and uh really see see where we can go with this thing we're excited we've got a lot of work to do we're gonna have a young team next year but uh that's what it's all about you know we're we're ready to roll
0: coach roby thanks for another interesting bit of insight here on inside virginia tech wrestling fans rate review subscribe on the podcast and various other things uh, you know how to do that stuff and of course tweet it out coach roby thanks again man thanks jason